0: Episode of A and B Sports Media, the podcast. It's be long. My name's AJ, and I'm Bill, and we have a. Oh, that was that was perfectly that timed. Good old, uh, it's Thursday, Thursday, so we're getting started the right way. Um, we took last week off. Last week was uh, the the All Star break. Um, not a lot of stuff that really happened, some news that happened towards the end of the week, so we definitely got to catch up on a few things here. (laughs) We do. Um, just want to give a shout out to the NL team for pulling it off against the AL and all the, uh, good old, um, manager of the Phillies, Rob. Absolutely.
1: Also, fun fact, I'm not dying. He's not. As of last episode, remember, we were talking about my coughing. He's still coughing. <laughs> still there coughing as much, but it turned out it was a respiratory infection. Got that situated. I'm healthy again.
0: Only a respiratory infection. Only a respiratory infection. So, no cancer. Sorry. So, so Bill. Yeah, that bed, Terrible. Yeah, so Bill's alive, thankfully, because then I would have to find a new co-host. And there are they're, they're a dime a dozen these days. I know. Um, but Bill, why don't
1: you start us off with Today in Sports? Ah, I will. Because on July 20th, this is where capitalism began. Yay. 1858. The first fee charged to see a baseball game for the New York, um, New York, I guess, Yankees beating Brooklyn was 50 cents. God damn, I would God love to spend that much days. money on that.
0: Mm-hmm. God damn the good old days.
1: Wimbled- uh, there's some Wimbledon's tennis, <coughs> in men's tennis in 1896 when Harold Mahomes beats the three time champion, Wilfred Baddeley. My God, I love these old people names. 1906, <laughs> um, the Brooklyn Superboss pitcher. Mal Eason, no-hit St. Louis Cardinals 2-0 in <coughs> Robinson Field, St. Louis. Okay. Nice. Um, ah, here we go. In 1912, the Phillies, Sherry McGee. I love these fucking names. <laughs> um, steals home twice in one game. And then, what is it? Um, 1916, New York Giants trade future baseball Hall of Famer pitcher Christy Math- Matthewson to the Cincinnati Reds. And, oh, here's a cool one. 1923, Yankees hit into a triple play, but they beat the A's 9-2. So they got a triple play in that game, so that's some wild There shit. you go. Some birthdays going on. Um, I don't know who Mike Lilich is, but it's 1929 to 2017. Is there any deaths that I know? No, don't know. Weddings. Uh, the exorcist writer got married. How's that? Okay, Good for I you. Don't know. Oh. Of course, it's always a tennis player at the end. Gets <laughs> married in a tennis player. And that is a very short day in sports history. But you know what? It was a fun one because I got some fun names. That is very true. I'm very happy with the fun names. Otherwise, on to the news. On to the news. So I got only three things real quick that I want to bring up. First and foremost, Tyson Fury has finally a new boxing match coming up on October 28th in Rida, Saudi Arabia. Can you take a guess who it is, AJ? I'm looking at it. I know you are. But, no need to take a guess. But you don't uh, know.
0: I, I don't know, so you, you have to tell me. It, okay, it is I
1: can't Francis see. Ninganu. He's Whoa. using that new PFL contract to the best of his abilities, getting an eight-figure contract, and God he's going to go fight one of the best of the best. That's gonna be it fun. is considered an actual boxing match. It's not an exhibition, but it is not for the title. If he wins, we'll see what happens from there. But All right. who knows? Because it's a very different style that he's going from boxing to, or commercial arts to boxing. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he pans out. We'll see how Tyson handles, you know, getting punched by a Toyota Corolla. It's impressive on how much N'gannou's strength is. But he's getting older, so we'll see how it goes. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Exactly, I did, and yep. then I got punched in the face, and then I got beat up. Yep. But we don't talk about that anymore. We don't talk about that. No, we don't. Secondly. Um, this is regarding the PFL, because I wanted to bring this up since we went to, or I went to CFFC when it was back in Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. We had a, when we originally bought tickets, it's like, oh yeah, pick a fighter. And I just picked out a random name, and his name was Daquan Buckley. We watched a man go from 4-0 to 5-0, or 5-1. And he won by knockout in spectacular fashion. He was a very strong person. Um, and... Guess what? He got promoted. He's now part of the Professional Fighters League. Hey. And now he's probably making some more money, hopefully. And he's going to be fighting on August, jeez, oh I think August 10th. uh the watch. Yep, August 18th playoff for the heavyweights. So, good luck, Daekwon. We're going to keep an eye on you throughout your career because at this point I might as well keep the whole thing running. Lastly, regarding the news that I have, I forgot about the union. Let me get them out of the way first. How could you forget, I though? didn't forget the union. That's they so were on rude. the other side of my tabs. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm telling our, I'm telling oh, yeah, our, telling our, our next guest. Our yeah, our next guest, yes. Um, just to go through the matches that happened in the past couple days that we missed out on, um, they... One against Nashville, 2-0. Got red cards on both teams. That ain't good. And then they beat New York City 2-1. They are playing Club Tijuana uh, this Saturday on July 22nd. They are currently in the standings at number three, currently with 40 points. They have two points over Nashville and three points behind New England. Um, they are killing it right now. Total record is 12 wins, seven losses, and four draws. So... Get a couple goals against Tijuana, who is ranked, I don't know, because I can't find them yet. They are on the Western Conference, which makes more sense. And Tijuana is, I have no idea where. <laughs> huh. I can't find Tijuana. Weird. Maybe they're not part of the thing. I don't know. Anyway. Was, it a, was it a friendly? Maybe? I don't know. I not see Tijuana anymore. Um, Club Tijuana. Who are they with? Club Tijuana. It just says Club Tijuana. It's a group match of something. Maybe they're not a part of it. No, nah, they're a part of a different group thing. Okay, moving yeah, so on. it was probably a friendly. Yeah, it's a different. Um, it's a part of a, a tournament of some sorts. All right, whatever. Moving on. Last but not least, we're gonna get into the vroom vroom of Formula One. Vroom vroom. We have some big news. Really. We have a racer coming back to the Red Bull team.
0: Um, I was actually so excited for these.
1: I'm news. actually excited to see this man back in action. He will not be with Red Bull, but he will be with the, uh, the partner team, Alpha which is the developmental team. Yep. Normally on there, you have Yuki Tsunoda and Nick DeVries. Unfortunately, Nick is n- being pulled from his duties as the Formula One driver, and we are now getting back Daniel Ricardo. Back in the Formula 1 seats and back in the Red Bull car. Let's see what he does against He's Hungary. back, and we baby. we are excited to see that happen. He's back. I have so much Formula 1 gear for Daniel Ricciardo. It now makes it worth money again. <laughs> um, there is a little bit of a um, downside to this, too, because it does complicate things for other drivers like Sergio mm-hmm. or Yuki Sonoda because you don't know where they're going to go after this. Sergio, obviously, has been one of the most impeccable drivers out there, too. Um, being number two to Max Verstappen, always. Mm-hmm. Um, it does also create a roadblock for other Red Bull juniors that are out there, too, like in Formula 2, Formula 3. A good example is Liam Lawson. Um, but hopefully, uh, we get to see um, Daniel Ricciardo come out and his prime. Honestly, I hope he does much better than, uh, what's it called? Uh, McLaren. I have nothing against McLaren's r- drivers itself, but I have a thing against McLaren for uh, making Danny go downhill. So, Hungarian Grand Prix is this weekend, Sunday, July 23rd, 9 a.m. I would make a bet on Daniel Ricciardo, at least for going for top six. Ooh. You can get that off DraftKings. I don't think uh, Barcelona Sports has a top six one yet, but I don't know the odds of what it is because I don't have DraftKings on my phone at the moment. But I would take the bet, the bet for uh Daniel Ricardo top six. It's probably gonna be if anything low uh low low plus one hundredths maybe, I would give it a shot. I'm looking up.
0: What are you looking? I'm literally seeing if top six odds. Mm. Let's see, so F one odds racing and odd championship
1: bets on odds checker. I've never heard of this. Me neither. This is a new one.
0: Um
1: yeah, we're not doing futures. I mean, I could just—I'm gonna just go on DraftKings.
0: That's okay. Oh, here we go. Top six finish. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't
1: have him. All on right, here. then it's probably not on there yet. But I'll, I'll take a quick look while we're going. All right. Otherwise, that's all I had regarding the news. I will keep it up. Mm-hmm.
0: So we're gonna start. Uh, we're we're gonna keep it going on the uh, the Phillies at this point. Um, kind of start with baseball. Um, baseball is after the the AL break has actually been kind of. Kind of crazy. Um,
1: Sorry, real quick to interrupt. Plus yeah, I'll just 2, go fuck myself. That's cool. Plus 2,500. For Daniel Ricardo, top six, I would take actually top ten finishes plus 225.
0: That's, odd, that, that's plus a 225. good odds. Those are plus good
1: odds. Plus 2,25, I would take that. Plus 2,500 because F1's nuts. I would take that. I would not take the win, which is plus 20,000. That's just a little too much. You can also bet podium, which I wouldn't recommend, but that's plus 8,000. Mm-hmm. You never know. If it's good qualifying, take the bet. If not, don't worry about it. Fair enough. So I, I actually like
0: that top ten bet. I might I might take it. revisit that take a little it, bit because I can't do it. <laughs> um, but the Phillies have been on a tear um, the past few games. They've faced the Brewers. The um, past few games, they haven't necessarily been doing too well. Um, they kind of cooled off a little bit. But since June third, uh, their record is twenty one and twelve. And the only team that is better than them, that has a better record, is the Braves. Not by much. Um, so the yeah. Phillies... Oh, no, no! You're a dickhead. I'm sorry. For all those who need to understand what just happened, I'll go Billy, get who I graciously offered <laughs> to have... This, uh, this episode going terribly. This episode is going horribly. I graciously offered to Jack, you know, out of the graciousness of my heart, um, just threw it at me in such a violent display of aggression. He, he lo- it, the, the look in his eyes was, was true um animosity some would say animalistic um in the fact that he just spilled his whole cayman jack all over me this man forgot how to be a human being tried to grab the can but instead of grabbing it used the back of his hand he his, his joints don't go like that all right so he got gar- he grabbed the back of it um, and just smacked it across the table oh, we're still in in ferocious ferocity. It was very yeah. I'm, I'm giving them the play by play on how you just absolutely I just assaulted me, dude. I like did that's assault you. it's, it's oh. not fair. Um, going back to my play by play, yeah. So Bill forgot how to pick up a fucking can yeah, <laughs> and just threw it all over the table. Um, thankfully, it only mainly hit the table. So our electronics are safe outside of maybe little drops here and there. Yeah. Come on, you can do it. I you am. can clean. And, and now he's, he's cleaning like a, a boosted bonobo. Um, trash trash yeah. 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 So that one's the trash can. Right, yeah, go, so. You go, you go, I don't worry, best. I'm not cutting this. I need the world to know how. Contents, baby. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about, to be honest. You know what? I'm going to grab my can. Yes, please. I'm going to take a sip. Oh, that's good. I wonder how people normally grab cans. Not like me. Nope.
1: Because if you don't grab a Cayman Jack like me, you don't know Jack. You don't get to fucking
0: <laughs> advertise for them after what you just did. You spilled majority of the drink. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you?
1: We're sending that to Cayman Jack now.
0: If they even... You, Cayman Jack will only let people sponsor them for the people that drink it, not throw it at <laughs> yeah. people. All right. Yeah. Back Back to what I was saying. Uh, for now, I forget like, what the fuck I was saying. All right. We're, oh, wait. Give me give me a rag, because you also spilled it all, <laughs> all over. my your phone. phone. Thank God I have an iPhone that is waterproof, unlike...
1: Waterproof, not
0: water-resistant. I think it's the opposite. Whatever. It's water-resistant, not waterproof. But you know what? It's not water, it's alcohol, so... But it's alcohol. It's getting a nice, <laughs> deep, clean. You,
1: I apologize. You absolute ghoul.
0: This is the last time I let you drink in my household. The last time I offer you a drink in my house. So. All right. All right. Back good. to the good. Phillies. I forget. Uh, you know what? The Phillies are doing great. All right. They they're 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 doing fantastic. They're tied um, with the Marlins for the wild card spot. Okay. Good. Yep. Um. And Harper. So the the Phillies actually sent down Derek Hall. Uh, mm-hmm. Back down to the Lehigh uh, Valley. Higgs. I like Derek Hall. Uh, yeah, but a lot of the fan base didn't. He's been underperforming. So. Fair enough. It's looking like uh, Bryce Harper is going to be playing first base. He's
1: before, hasn't he? Derek Hall. Yeah. Yeah, he came up uh, last
0: year and helped us, helped us. That's he, what I saw. He was pretty decent, but he yeah. got hurt. Um, but looks like Bryce Harper is going to be playing first okay. base. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that's, that'll be fun. But Harper had this really weird fucking at bat last night. And the best way that it was described is from the uh, the owner, um, good, good old, good old uh, Robbie. He uh, was saying that when he talked to Harper – the pitcher has like a very weird throwing angle. Like it literally is like,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, he's a lefty and he pretty much throws uh, sidearm. But the way his sidearm, he, he kind of comes around. Yeah. So it's hard to pick up. So he, he literally went up and it's imagine you you put the controller down for playing MLB the show. Yeah. And your guy doesn't move. That's what he did. The whole at bat. Harper didn't move. He didn't move. He was trying to pick it up. He was he he uh he got down to three one count, three two count. And then it was 3-2 count, and you could see that he kind of was, like, going to yeah. pull the trigger, but didn't. And it was, like, the whole, everyone in the stadium and watching the game was like, Why? the fuck are you doing, yeah. dude? Swing the bat. Be- You're the best hitter. Yeah. Oh, almost one of the best hitters in baseball right now. Swing the fucking bat. So a lot of people are confused about that. Um, so that was that – was, that really threw me off.
1: Yeah. They but, play – oh, God to no, say They're going to be playing tomorrow at seven o'clock against the Guardians, and it's going to be the start of the next series. We won't be able to see that. Nope. Because
0: <laughs> we're doing Barbie. <sighs> Her- go fucking! Uh,
1: I don't want to do this.
0: You definitely do, and your, your heart of heart. I never said I wanted to you're, do. You're this. not giving off energy, and Jean. it's really throwing me off, dude. Oh, the, the vibes are wrong. Barbie would not be proud of it's you. help. You're not even give You're giving off the bomb. You're not even Oppenheimer. You're the bomb. I am the bomb. Yeah.
1: Thank you for complimenting me. I am the bomb. Shut up. I literally f- caused mass destruction. I mean, look at the table. There's yeah, fucking you juice. Literally blew, jack blew everywhere. Up a fucking and 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 Jack on my and table. And if you don't like Jack, you don't You almost,
0: almost did jacked. it again. <laughs> you almost did. Put, put that over here, dude. Put it where I can see it. Where you could see it. Oh my god. <laughs> In all over the wires. Jesus far. Christ. All right. Well, um is another no- there there's a few more notes I want to touch on the Phillies, then we'll get into other stuff. Because there was a good amount of news going around, like, yeah. a lot of leagues. Um, June, July Schwarber is just he's, – he's fucking ridiculous, dude. That man can – he he is so clutch. He hits so many home runs. And he can climb fences, dude. He, can't, he actually, like, saved Aaron Nola. I don't know if it would be a home run, but definitely would have been a double slash triple. And he saved it, and everyone went crazy. Nicasianos even, like, kind of, like, cheered in, in uh, right field. It was a fun little time, <clears throat> um, but on Saturday news for the Phillies, the uh, the Phillies' top pitching prospect to everyone, every single person was was really happy to see and happy to see him become a part of the rotation. Uh, is going to need Tommy John surgery, and that, that's roughly nowadays. Mm-hmm. Nowadays is a lot easier to come back from. I, I mean, Harper's now coming back from it, but. Um, Nowadays with the procedures, before that used to be like a death sentence, but a lot of a lot of pitchers, um, a lot of players are coming back from it and still being as strong as they are. So hopefully he's got a speedy recovery because he's, he's an ace. Um, but a lot of people are actually wanting them to trade painter for a generational talent in the name of Juan Soto. The reason that is, obviously generational talent, but <clears throat> he is – Really good friends with Harper, with Trey Turner. They okay. played. Th- they played with their, uh, together the Nationals um, <clears throat> during the AL uh, or the, the um, I just blanked. I just blanked so hard during the uh, the All Star game. There you go. I was saying, it, thinking AL during the All Star game. Um, obviously, he's really chilling with everyone, but he ended up coming back with the Phillies with uh, with the manager Rob with uh, Nick Castellanos. Um, with Craig Kimbrough and came back with them on the plane because they had a, a series in Philly. But it got to talking. A lot of people are obviously, you know, theorizing. And he would – I don't say he would be the missing piece, but, like, this team in the lineup would be unfucking stoppable It would help. It would be ungoddamn stoppable dude. And I think that would be such a cool thing. I mean, giving up a top pitching prospect, probably not the best idea. But if he has Tommy John surgery – I know that like that nowadays it's a lot easier to come back yeah. from, but there's it's it's like tearing your ACL. Like mm-hmm. it's still like you might not be the same person. So it's cur- it'll be curious to see what they do there. I I kind of am on board with with training for Soto because he's, he's still a young young stud. Um, so we'll see. But moving on from from baseball into football, there was uh, some ripples that that happened um, throughout the league the past few days, and uh, the reason for that is. A lot of the players who had franchise tags Mm
1: -hmm.
0: was, I think, Tuesday was the last day they can officially get a contract done, Uh. until you had to sign the franchise tag tender. Yeah. A lot of the running backs that went off and had, like, like generational talents that pretty much carried their team uh, wanted, like, you know, decent contracts. Yeah. Problem is, there's this whole... Aspect of the running back market where, like, once you're 27, 26, yeah. and you've had a lot of, you know, carries under your belt. A lot of miles. It, it becomes hard to, like, get that contract because a lot of a lot of teams, especially recently, have been giving those big contracts. One of the main, bigger ones was Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. and they don't get the return on their investment that they used to because as soon as you get the, the contract, around that time is when they start kind of falling off. Yeah. But... There's an issue there because most of the running backs, um, especially if you're like first round tenure, something like that, you pretty much are on a rookie contract Yeah. for five years. You come into the league at 22, like five years go by, you're already technically at the end of your shelf life. Mm-hmm. And that screws you up because you're getting – you're literally carrying a team. Yeah. Like you're you're the – one of the pivotal – like Saquon Barkley, he's definitely the best player on the Giants team. Absolutely. Yeah. Josh Jacobs was the uh, rushing title holder last year. He if anyone watched the Raiders game, he was their team. Even with Devontae Adams, who is yeah. probably the best player on that team, Josh Jacobs carried that team to wins. And neither of them got their contracts done and now a bunch of them they, they want to sit out. Because yeah. it's like they don't want to it. It's like, yeah, like I'm not gonna like granted the franchise tender, I don't know if, if Barclays are, or Jacobs are, but it's $10 million for a year. And, like, yeah, that's great, but, like, you're still putting your body on line in one of the most physically dominant sports, especially running back, who, like, you're, you're probably the most prone to injury. Like, you want to make sure you get your money. And it's not like these two players are one of the people that would be like, all right, got my money, I'm going to fuck off. <laughs> Even Elliott didn't do that. He just, unfortunately, had a lot of wear and tear. But they have less wear and tear than him. And it kind of brought up a whole thing throughout the whole NFL. A lot of the running backs came out and they were just like you know what I'm I I, I'm all for them kind of like going and getting their money because running backs are severely undervalued and I mean even uh Saquon was on a podcast and he said my leverage is I could say fuck you to the Giants I could say fuck you to my teammates and be like you want me to show you my worth you want me to show you how valuable I am to the team I won't show up and and I won't play a down and that um and that's a play I could use, and they would be screwed. So this quote doesn't say it, but he also does say, "That's the last thing I want to do." Yeah, which realistically, no, like just kind of like seeing him. Obviously, we're not in the locker rooms, but yeah. just watching him as a player, watching him like outside of the sport, you could tell he's he's there for his teammates. He doesn't want to let them down. Yeah. He's like he's a, uh, a an athlete to his core, and it's a shame too because like Le'Veon Bell did this a while ago. He didn't. He it kind of backfired on him. Um, Ezekiel LA got paid, but now, like, there's a lot of running backs that are severely undervalued in this league. And realistically, just looking at it, like, moving forward, if this doesn't they're, – unfortunately, they're, they're the ones that have to go through the wall first. They do, yeah. They're the ones that are going to have to get hurt first. It sucks because this determines the running back market for at least the next few years. And if, if Saquon Barkley, who is a <laughs> generational talent – Can't get paid by the New York Giants that literally just paid Daniel Jones a certain amount of money and and as everyone who watches football knows he is one of the most mediocre QBs, like that that sets a tone that's not good and I think that you're going to see a lot of younger kids that instead of playing running back go to wide receiver tight end maybe you know go to if they do go to running back they become more of a receiving back so it's a lot less wear and tear yeah and that's that'll be an issue because you're not going to have those uh, perennial like running backs that like you watch them there's like holy shit they're're they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're a talented running back they're just going to be another wide receiver it's, it's kind of sad but that's kind of what's happened with like the whole running back market and that was a, a big thing um obviously because that's one of the main skill positions in the game and you it, it sucks to see really good talented players not actually you know get their worth so We'll kind of see how that plays out, but I don't see that playing out too well. I think Saquon and Josh Jacobs, unfortunately, uh, will probably be sitting out, and that—that's just—that's terrible for the sport too, because then you're you're depriving the fans of like seeing like actual talented like mm-hmm. players play the sport. Um, but sticking on more football news, uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson, obviously we all know who left. He went to Detroit. He declined one of our contracts, and throughout his tenure. We loved him to death. He, most people, not most people, but a good amount of fans were actually, like, comparing him to Brian Dawkins. Yeah. Which is the highest of high regard.
1: That is a very high regard. He, was, he streams. Dawkins is
0: a legend. He was streaming GTA, um, just talking, and someone paid $5 to ask him a question. He said, all right, I'll answer this question. And it was like, what was, uh, it was, what was your least favorite thing about Philadelphia? What was your, your, your most favorite thing about Philadelphia? And he answered the least favorite thing. He said, the people. They're fucking obnoxious. I fucking can't stand the fuckers.
1: He's not wrong,
0: but fuck you. But it, there's there's a difference. There's like there wasn't any like respect. It's like yeah, but they go about their business or anything like that. It was genuinely like yo, no fuck those people, which like doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Considering that the whole top, he's only he was only here for a year. And we liked him. He, he was he was beloved. Like yeah. everyone wanted him back. Like the whole the whole fan base. So it was weird to see that. And all of it, all of Eagle sweater was like
1: wow that's. Now we will be rooting against you. Pretty much. And all hell will break loose the next time you play against Pretty much. And it,
0: it, it was funny, too, because his most favorite thing about Philadelphia, he said that, oh, he fucks with the weather. He was like, it was cold, but it fucks with the weather. I was like, what the
1: fuck? I mean, he didn't, he didn't like it here then. What? He did not like it here then. That is so dumb.
0: Yeah. But uh, but on staying on, on par with it, Dak Prescott was actually on the, um, um, a, a podcast, necessarily. And he not was kind of like. So. He was talking about a lot of stuff, um, talking about, like, uh, new investments and everything like that, and it came up about, like, you know, just the, the QBs and, the, the, and his not just his division but his conference and stuff like that. And he actually was – he brought up Jalen Hurts a little bit. He said, yeah, that man balled out. He probably should have won the MVP, he went to the Super Bowl, yada, yada, all like that. And it was just really cool for to see, like, a, a Dallas QB – Kind of, like, give props to an Eagles QB, and it's, it's just, I, I like bringing this up because it just shows that, you know, athletes, as much as, like, they'll they'll grind and, like, go for your neck during the game, like, outside of the game, like, they're yeah. they're, they're all supportive and stuff After like that. After
1: the game, like, during the game, it's go time. Outside of the game, it's all good. Exactly. But fuck you, Dak Prescott, you're accomplished <laughs> QB,
0: so we ain't, we ain't going to no worry perks. about that. Um Staying staying on football, this actually just happened probably like an hour or so ago. We are recording this on Thursday, July 20th. Yeah, a little behind. A little behind, but <clears throat> the Vikings' number one pick, uh, Jordan Addison, was pulled over. Ooh, nice car. In a Lamborghini driving 140 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. <sighs> He's found on I-94 near Dale Street just after 3 a.m. early Thursday in the morning. Um, I don't think anything really will come from this. Probably I not. think I think we will get, you know, citations and stuff yeah, he'll like get that. a ticket and yeah. probably
1: lose some points.
0: Uh yeah, a decent amount of uh money going to be taken away. The uh, he'll he'll definitely be on the shit list of the Vikings. But oh, yeah. a lot of people brought up the whole Henry Rugg situation. Do, mm. do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So the, just for people who don't, the Henry Rugg situation was uh, it was I want to say a second or third year in the league. Um, he drove severely drunk, mm. ended up hitting a woman Ooh. and her dog, killing them both. That's a shame. And injuring himself, and he's serving, he's he's f- about to face up to three to ten years in prison. And a lot of people bring this up, and it's like, yeah, like, you just saw this guy do this maybe two years ago. And, like, it, it's really sad seeing, I, uh, thankfully, nothing really happened. He just got pulled over, and it seemed like it was, like, on an open road, but still, like. Doesn't matter. You're, that's your, your future. You yeah. have one of the brightest futures in all. You are going
1: to make more money than most of us will ever dream.
0: You're going to set your family up for years to come, like. Generational wealth. Like, doing this stupid shit is only going to screw you up. And yeah. I get it. You're young. You just you you got, got, got that signing bonus. You literally got a Lamborghini. Bought a Lamborghini. It. I get it. But, like,
1: you haven't even played your first, like, snap. Like, you've got to be a yeah, little, you gotta little smarter. Wait. you got to – because that may not give you starting time then. Exactly. Uh, well, so the way that I say it, he's a first-round pick. Yeah.
0: I think they scold him and they definitely, like, put him on the leash. Yeah. Like, if he does another stupid thing, then, like, then yeah. he's fucked. yeah. But he's definitely getting started time. And he's one of those but he's one of those receivers that like it very rare, yeah, very rarely are gonna take him off. Um, but moving on to uh, another uh, athlete with some really dumb comments. Unfortunately it was our own Joel Embiid oh, on his future. The uh, the exact uh, he he pretty much was on a panel in this talk and they asked him about like his future. Um, and he said, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. I just want to have a chance. And all of Philly Twitter went, fucking excuse me? Mm-hmm. And he tried playing this off as, like, on his on Twitter, his, his name is jo- Joel Troel, like troll, Embiid. And he's like, look at my middle name. It's like, no, you don't – where you're at right now, you can't be doing this type of shit, no, especially saying that, like, you'll leave Philly. Like, we have – the leeway we've given this this man and the production that he, he puts up in playoffs, like, season, he's probably one of, the, like, the top three players in the whole league. But as soon as, like, the playoffs come around, he shits the bed severely. So, like, you can't be saying yeah. this. Like, the only thing that is holding you back from a championship, realistically, well, one, was coaching, but two is your your own play in playoffs. Like, yeah. That's what it comes down to, um, so we'll we'll see we'll see necessarily how this happens. I genuinely don't think he wants to leave. He's he's always talking about like having like that one team like you know legacy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really do think that was just kind of him like rambling a little bit, um, but not a good look for him and and the Sixers are are getting to the point where like. The Flyers are, are creeping yeah. up above them right now, which is not something I expect. We're gonna at all. see
1: how this season goes for both of them, and, and we'll the, see which one we talk about more by the end of
0: the year, for real. And uh, lastly, some some really big news: um, the Commanders are selling their team. Oh, they are. so the the Snyder family, who the under their tumultuous, like I'll say, reign. Yeah. Um Washington has been absolutely horrendous. There's been so much corruption. There's been a lot of like controversies. So like he pretty much had to sell this because the fans were like it literally was like you're selling this team or you're not getting any money at all. And the, like the stadium was horrendous. I don't know if you remember not last year, year before after the Eagles won, the 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 stands broke and people almost fell on top of Jalen Hurts. Like it was Eagles fans and stuff like that. And that was the whole thing. So pretty much they had to sell a team. But there was a little controversy that had to go through. Um, the owners, they had to vote on, you know, the, the transition. And the, voters, uh, the owners voted unanimously to make the sale go through to the owner uh, new owner, Josh Harris. Um, so he said, I'm going to be remembered for what I do in Washington that's not uh, lost on me. I'm all in. So we'll see if he turns yeah. that legacy around. But I mean, anyone than, than Snyder, like they're in a lot better position. But yeah. we'll see how it changes the culture because um, that was a very toxic thing. But I agree. Um, now
1: let's let's move on to the UFC. All righty, we're gonna get into the UFC. We have two fight cards that we're really gonna focus on. Um, one from last week or two weeks ago. Sorry. Um, And then the one that's coming up. So we're going to focus on UFC 290 first because shit was wild. Um, there was 12 fights on this card. Nine of those 12 fights were via finish. Oh, So people were getting knocked out left and right, going all out war. And overall, fantastic card. It was one of the best cards of the year. It may be the card of the year. Um, there was definitely some fights on there that were considered contenders for fight of the year already, um, and there was so many different things going on that it was hard to give out performances of the night. Um, first and foremost, before I forget, too, I am so sorry to Alex uh, Pantoja, because I was saying Pantoja all last podcast. Did you spell I- him, too? What's up? Did you spill on him, too? I spilled the word on how to say his last name. Unreal. So it's Pantoja. I am so sorry to him. Unreal. Anyway, real quick, just to speed through something real quick, shout out to Jesus Aguilar Ooh. for getting a knockout in 17 seconds. God damn. Yeah. That was a great overhand right, knocking the fuck out, and he went home. No 50K bonus for him, though. Oh. Yeah. Um, Denise Gomez, good for her. She got performance in a night for another first-round knockout in 20 seconds. Um, and then the big ones that I want to focus on. Under the prelims, the uh, the main prelim event uh, that was aired live so everybody could see it, you had Robbie Lawler versus Nico Price. Robbie Lawler was on his way out. This was his retirement fight. It was do or die for him. And we saw prime time Robbie Lawler come in, fight like the goddamn fucking warrior that he is, Former champion showed up for one last fight and had him in a beautiful clinch, uppercuts, hooks, took him down, out in the first round. Um, I give give the UFC credit, too, because once the fight was over, they had him in there, standing ovation, everything. And then after that, they actually had a whole video for him while he was in the uh, arena still, or while he's still in the ring. And it was basically a highlight reel of him just being the baddest motherfucker that there is. Um, and props to Robbie for winning one last time. Not many people, when they're retiring, go out that way. So very glad to hear it. Thank you, Robbie, for everything that you've done for the UFC. And I hope there's uh, greener pastures on the other side. Moving on to the main card. Woo! Uh, we're going to be real quick with the next one. Bo Nickel versus Val Woodburn. Val Woodburn was a very last-minute replacement for Bo. And we noticed it because he lost, unfortunately, in 38 seconds in round one. Good job, Bo. We'll see where you go next. Um, last four fights in the main card. Lightweights, Jalen Turner versus Dan Hooker. Hell of a fight. Five or 15 minutes of back and forth fighting. And it was a nail biter. Honest to God, either one could have won. And I would have been happy with it either way. But my buddy Dan Hooker took it. And now takes the number 11 spot in the lightweight division. Dan is on his way back up. I am going to actually do this in a weird order. So I'm going to, there's three fights left. Two of them are belt fights. And then there's a middleweight bout that I want to get back to. Because I want to focus on that one later. The first one I'll do is the featherweight title bout. Alexander Volkanovsky versus Yair Rodriguez. Okay. Alex the Great stands with his name. Three rounds of fighting and wins by knockout. He is still an absolute menace. Um, most likely will be fighting either if he fights up again for the light heavyweight belt. Or not light heavyweight, my God. Lightweight belt against Islam. We could see that happening, but Islam is now fighting Charles Oliveira. That has been confirmed for Abu Dhabi. Cool. Yes.
0: Um,
1: but if not, he has Illa Torpea, who won a couple weeks ago against Josh Emmett. I would like to see that happen. I don't know how Ilya will hold against Alexander, but again, we never know. Alex is, you know, 5'6", of pure Australian power. He is just one goddamn sick son of a bitch, and we love him for it. His sequence to win the fight was incredible, um, from combinations to a takedown to ground and pound just to a win. Fantastic job, Alex. Way to keep the belt. You're definitely the reason why you're now at pound-for-pound pound number one in the UFC rankings. Okay, <clears throat> this one hurts. The featherweight title bout. Brandon Moreno, the assassin baby, my personal favorite fighter, versus Alexander, uh, Alexandre Pantoja. This was 25 minutes of pure lightning-fast striking, durable chins, durable bodies, and just absolute heart from both fighters. They went back and forth. Some of the strikes I actually lost sight of. It kind of really? felt like I was watching a Dragon Ball Z movie. Really? Because I was like, I didn't see that happen. And I had to look back and watch it again. And I'm like, oh, he threw a three-punch three, um, three punch combination and a five-punch combination. God damn. Brandon Moreno also broke his hand in the first or second round and kept hitting people with it. Or Alex. <laughs> that with is it. badass. Uh, That's his, movie-esque. Yeah. Pantosa's chin, too, is fucking granite. Because he never went down, he kept himself up, he never stopped fighting. And with that being said, he is now currently the flyweight champion. What's going to happen with Brandon Moreno? I have no idea. He has held the uh, champ belt three different times now. Um, once against, De- uh, twice against Davison Figueroa when he got the interim belt against Kai Carr France. So that's three different times he held the belt now, and who knows what's going to happen. Do we want a rematch right away? Kind of. The problem is—actually, no, I would love a rematch. The problem is Alex has also fought Brandon three times at this point. Once in, like, an ultimate fighter setting, once er a second time earlier in their career, like way earlier for both of them, and then now. So they have three fights under them, but Alex won all three fights. Okay. So it's a 3-0 setting. Can Brandon Moreno also be the first person, though, to have um, two um, fight or two, uh, I guess I'm trying to say this right, two fighters, or sorry, two. You can do it. Four. Uh, he has to go against somebody four different times. That's what I'm trying to say. He's going to be fighting against the same person four times. Two four time. Two four, four times. Time, two, four, two, four, four time match- you see how Wait, hard that is to say, Two right? four-time matches. Yes. yes. Sure. You know what I mean? Because that would be the second one because he did it with and Figueroa first. And now he'll do it with Alex Pantoja. If that's the case, that's a record right then and there. He's fought only two people in a total of eight times. Wild. Now, the last one, because I wanted to focus on this one a little bit more, even because um, there was a little controversy with the after show. Middleweight division. Uh, we have Robert Whitaker versus Driscus Duplice. Duplice. Uh, um, This was a very big match, especially for me to watch, um, because I, as I've said in many of the uh, rants on my UFC, or regarding UFC, I need the middleweight division to shake things up because I'm getting bored watching the same shit. I won money on this. You did. I told you. Um, And this was the match that if Robert won, the middleweight division will be stagnant for a lot longer. If Driscus won, at least the middleweight division shakes up a little bit. Yeah. And Driscus is a new man. He Remember how I told you last episode, too? He had nasal surgery. He could yep. breathe again. Well, holy shit, it gave him something. It really did. It gave him cardio. It really did. Um, the man still looks like the most awkward son of a bitch when he fights. Granted, it works. He's but, strong. Yeah, he was, the punches that he was throwing on Robert looked deadly. Some of those though. jabs were rough. And dropped Whitaker in round two, one by knockout. Now, that is great news for the middleweight division because that means they are going to fight each other eventually. The champ versus um, Driscus. Now, here's where the controversy comes in. And I'm just speaking the facts of it. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong or whatever. Driscus stated earlier, way earlier, that he wants to be the first um, African champ What he... From what he stated, and what he stated and what I got offline, not my opinion, what he got offline, or what I got offline, sorry, was that he was stating that he wants to be the first African-born champ that uh, trains and does everything out of Africa. Izzy, the champion, did not take it that way, who is a black person, Mm -hmm. um, and got into the ring and went off on him a lot of words I can't say out loud, (laughs) but it was, this fight has drama to it, it has action, and it has violence coming, so hopefully soon there is a Sydney card coming up, if they get booked for it, great, I don't know if they will, because Driscus may need to rest up still from this fight, and we'll see where that goes, but that is the current talk, if he can't fight, there is for um, a little bit of a conversation. Sean Strickland fighting Izzy. I don't know if that's actually in the works or not, so we'll see. Otherwise, that was UFC 290. That was two weeks ago. Um, just flying by it real quick. Holly Holm did fight last weekend at a fight night, and she lost due to a submission, so there's that. So that happened. <clears throat> and we're going down to this weekend, which is a big one. This is a UFC Fight Night: Aspinall versus Tubora, and this is on Saturday, July twenty-second at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time because it's in the O2 Arena in London. And these cards are usually one of my favorite cards to watch. The UK fighter uh, fight cards are usually very wild, very prideful. You'll hear a lot of chanting, a lot of screaming, a lot of bloody murder, and usually good amount of knockouts. Um, Just to fly through it, though, the prelims, you got Davey Grant versus Daniel Marcos. Davey Grant is currently the new Bantamweight that's on the rise, um, that's outside of the rankings. So hopefully after this fight, he wins and goes on from there. We'll see how he goes. Um, The other big three that are really in there, or four, I'm sorry, are in the main card. This one's big uh, for his career, and his name is Paul Craig. I have always rooted for Paul Craig, even though he's currently on, I think, a two-loss loss streak right now. Uh, yes, he is on a two-loss streak. He actually took a chance at a weight. Um, he was fighting in light heavyweight. He has now decided to drop to uh, middleweight. So he is huh. now down into, like, the 185 area. Uh, he will be fighting Andre Munez, who is ranked 14th in the middleweight division. He's currently 23-5. and five. He is coming off a one-loss uh, streak against uh, somebody else, Allen. Uh, Brendan Allen, I think it is. And we'll see how it goes. I need to see something different from Paul. I need to see striking. I need to see better attempts at takedowns. I know his Brazilian jiu-jitsu has literally saved him and won many, many times. But I need more from him. And I hope that God he shows it um, this weekend. Yeah. Because he is one of my favorite fighters. Also, the flag on UFC's website is wrong. It's showing the UK. He's from fucking Scotland. Get it right. Get it the fuck right, UFC. Anyway, moving on. Um, featherweight bout, Nathaniel Wood versus Andre Philly. Uh, great name. Both coming off wins. Um, Nathaniel Wood's 19-5. And uh, Andre's 22-9. and 9. This is going to be a certified banger of the fight to watch because featherweights go at it. Overall, going to hopefully see a lot of high-end striking there. <clears throat> Next, in the co-main, because this this one is always a big uh, kicker at the O2 Arena. For the women's flyweight, you got Molly Meatball McCann Woo! versus uh, Julia Stralonenko. Oh, she's from Lithuania. How about that? I just found out I have Lithuanian blood. Neat. Hey. Um, but this is your co-main. Um... Molly is currently, I don't know, um, a rank that I can't click because the fucking UFC website's messing me up. There we go. Molly's currently 13 and 5. Julia's off 10 8 and 2. Molly is actually coming off a loss, and so is Julia. But she is a big name for the UK arena, and usually when she is fighting in the UK, she is fighting at top tier. Um, she's currently coming off the loss against uh, Blanchfield, who was also an incredible striker. But four first-round finishes for her, six wins by knockout. Molly's going to be bringing her A game with her. Um, last but not least, Julia, same thing, 10-8-2. She has nine wins by submission, nine first-round finishes. Holy shit. So nine of those ten wins are that fast. God damn. Well, watch your ground game, Molly. Go kick her ass. Um, last but not least, the heavyweights. And this is a big one. We got the heavyweights. Oh, my God. UFC website. Work with me here. <laughs> um, we have Tom Aspinall versus my, uh, Marcin uh, Tybura. Tom is coming back off a healing ACL. I think it's ACL, maybe MCL. But he was uh, fought Curtis Blades a year ago. July 23rd, so a year ago. Um, in 2022 and won in the fir- and lost in the first round because of like, you know, fucking ripped. He is currently 12-3-0, 9 wins by knockout, 3 by sub, 11 first-round finishes. Man is a fucking beast and a contender for the heavyweight title. That's if Marson does not get in his way. He is currently 24-7. He is from Poland. Um, nine, win by, 9 wins by knockout, 6 by sub, 10 first-round finishes. He is currently on a two-fight winning streak. Uh, we'll see how Marson goes. He's ranked tenth in the heavyweight division, so it's a big jump up for Marson to see how that goes. If Tom, if uh, not Marson, I'm sorry. If Tom wins this, I would like to see him fight one more person and then take the belt or go for the belt. But I don't know what's going to happen with John Jones and Stipe, so we'll see how that goes. Overall. Here's a round robin for you guys for a bet round robins here. Cause I actually like them more than parlay sometimes. Cause they, you can back yourself up do a round robin with Tom via knockout Molly via knockout Nathaniel Wood via, I would take the Nathaniel Wood money line and Paul Craig via sub and Davey Grant via knockout. And I would leave it at that. That's a five-person round robin. You have the choice to do it. Two, three, four, or five different combinations. The lower the number is, the lower the payout. The higher the combinations is, it means more parlay legs, the higher the payout. But, again, if you do the two, per, two, uh, two combination one, so all you need is two out of the five fighters to win, you get some of your money back. Yeah. But, overall, it's a good thing to do. Otherwise, guess what we got? Guess. Take a
0: guess. Oh, it's so great. I'm fucking electric about it. We, uh, we've been constantly asking so many times. I've been bitching about it. So many times for, for emails. And we got one. We got two, actually, but one was spam. Well, we got, we got a a second one. That was spam. That was, uh. It's spam. Yeah. I'm
1: telling him now it's spam. From an
0: anonymous concerned citizen. No, he's not a concerned citizen. He is just spam. It says his name at the top, but we're going to move on from that. But. Yes. We got one from our good friend Isaiah, who actually has a, a few questions popping up. But uh, I think we only have time for to to get one yeah, in. We're we'll do we'll, the save, first
1: one, we'll save the other Yeah, ones. we'll
0: save the rest for another time. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Isaiah, for uh, reaching out we to us. We appreciate you, Isaiah. Yeah, big big fan. He's always um, he's always very critical, making sure that we're making sure this podcast is is at the top tier that it needs to be, and we appreciate it. And
1: keeps us uh, keeps us uh, on our toes regarding any background noise that's going on. Yeah, can't I help mean, you there. Yet. Yeah, I, yeah. Listen, when we, we change locations, that will happen eventually.
0: Yeah, listen, there. when when we have our own office, there won't be any background noise. I mean, but for now, still
1: gonna do it in my uh, living room. Yeah, that, that's
0: a, that's a very good point. Um, but he asked us. Uh, so it's, it's a question with a few follow-ups. So the question is, with media and social media being so accessible, do you think it's changed sports over the last decade? If so, how? Yes. Bill?
1: Yeah. What? And so here's how so? why it. Um, you are now more in the lime If you are more in the spotlight, more now than ever, mm-hmm. especially with social media and media in general. Mm-hmm. Before, I would say before social media, if something happened, yes, news outlets would report something going on. It would be in your news articles for a little bit. You may forget about it down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is before uh, social media too is if you said something um, off color, something like that. It, was, it could be in our newspaper article or it will never be found. Yep. If you are, unfortunately, not even unfortunately, because the way we are now, social media is everywhere. There's microphones everywhere, cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. You are going to get caught doing something dumb. Mm-hmm. It will be known to the world. No matter who the fuck you are, where you're from, it's going to happen. Conor McGregor as an example. Got into a fight at a funeral recently. There's videos of it already and him uh, storming off. In his car, mm-hmm. like I said, um, it's made it. I wouldn't say worse, but um, it's definitely changed how you have to interact with the outside world too. Like, like back in the days,
0: how you would hear rumors of like some sports athletes like doing crazy things. Yeah. Like, for instance, Pat Burrell, um, pretty much going out all night. He this is an uh, ex-Philly. Mm-hmm. um going out all night getting hammered partying doing whatever and then still showing up and hitting dropping bombs like if he did that in today's landscape there will be a video the minute he is in any club or bar getting hammered yep and we all know that he has a game the next day and he would get ripped to shreds i mean even brett Favre, who he definitely would tweet some stupid shit he would 100 percent. but like bill said there's cameras everywhere, everywhere. there's there's recordings everywhere Back in the day, a athlete didn't have to have a PR team. No, they just didn't. Unless, they you, didn't. unless you were like at the level of Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady of like like someone that like is the face of the game, you didn't need it because you didn't. Yeah, like people like only cared what you did on the field. Now you are scrutinized to such a high degree mm-hmm. that like you, it's it's hard. And I think that you know, it's
1: a great example of that what? too.
0: Um,
1: C.J. Gardner, yeah, he just said he hated Philly. Not. Yeah. He hated the fans of Philly, the people. Mm-hmm. That now is pissed off an entire region mm-hmm. with one statement that he just said, you know, I didn't like these people. And mind you, that's because he was streaming on yeah. a public platform. On a public platform that got recorded. He posted, it got posted mm-hmm. to uh, Twitter, which has now been sent to across the globe. Mm-hmm. Social media, even we're doing it too. We're doing it right now. Hi. Social media is everywhere. Yeah. Take um, the power. The
0: follow up, which I kind of like this follow up yeah. really well. What sport do you think has been affected the most by outside sources? Um, either football or basketball, but I think basketball the most. I, w- basketball-
1: I was going to say both. I was going to say basketball or football too. I would say I'm just going the opposite way real quick. The least effective, I mean, for us right now is hockey because we don't see much going on. Yeah. But when it comes to football or basketball, when it comes to shit going down. Regarding the players, we hear the most from both of those sports. The way I see it is football. They
0: they they get like Jordan Jordan Addison, a rookie. Yeah, I was
1: gonna just say, what are we just going? Keeps 140? getting in trouble. Yeah,
0: and then basketball is just keeping up with the Kardashians, but scandals. Yeah, yeah. But but now it's it's like a whole six fucking seven basketball players. Yeah. that can jam in a fucking ball in a rim. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it it take your poison. But I I think NBA a little bit more just because. They're a lot more outspoken than NFL yeah. players. their NFL players are more like they're. It's such a big team that like you, you pretty much have everything you need there, and then you have yeah, like do. families and everything. Where NBA, a lot of the players, especially your stars, they're friends with everyone, so they'll be they doing are, yeah. stuff like everywhere, like and and it doesn't matter. Um, a second follow up, with streaming being the new thing as opposed to TV. Do you think it's ruining viewership with certain sports? I personally haven't watched TV in over four years, other than when to watch the NFL and to keep up with certain sports has become a hassle. And this has been my biggest pet peeve of all: is fucking Peacock. Really? Peacock. So they started this whole streaming of sports. That's why Amazon's uh... been getting into Thursday Night Football, that's why Apple TV's been getting baseball. It's all because Peacock tried to monopolize sports, Mm. and they did that for a little bit of of time. But everyone said, "No, we don't want to fucking do that. We'd rather just sit here and wait to see who wins and loses." Yeah. And now it's happening with Apple
1: TV and Amazon, like. Yeah, because you got Thursday, you got like you said, Thursday night football for Amazon. Flyers, you can't even watch uh, home games anymore Mm -hmm. unless you have the ESPN app, which then blacks out those games. There was a blacked out game recently for the Phillies too. Couldn't find that anywhere my dad was losing his shit. That was because it was... That was on Peacock. Uh, of course it's on Peacock. And the thing is that, like, with Amazon,
0: it, it it sucks, but it makes sense because, like, a lot of people have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Meaning there are a lot of people are going to have Amazon Video. So, like, that's at least a little bit easier. But for, like, uh, that's what... I, like, I, I saw this coming even before COVID because Peacock was doing this. They were mm-hmm. trying to specifically get baseball and football. And it... it prompted a lot of the the people like a lot of the companies higher up that had a lot more capital and granted peacock did do a pretty good job for a little bit yeah and they still are doing a pretty good job um but it prompted pl- a lot of the other companies to like be like oh shit we need to hop on this yeah and you now gotta it's, buy a
1: sport yeah you essentially do you're buying a sport for which reminds you to you
0: also have to buy red zone if you'd like anything fancy football yeah Like that, that, uh, that's already like you need the baseball, you need the MLB channel if you
1: want to get that specific,
0: get all that. Yeah, thank God I have T Mobile because they've given me that two years for free. I highly recommend it if you ever do want to move to a a carrier, go to T Mobile. They give you free shit. Um, Like now, a lot of it's just getting uh, it's it's getting too much, and I I think like granted, TV's dying out anyway. It's always been going to be streaming. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the fact that it's not going to be a singular place but like if it was
1: just one singular place it's T honest to God it's just TV with extra steps it is because you're now going from a different app which you can just say it's just like a changing the channel to go watch this different sport instead or whatever you want to watch too like if you want to watch Abbott Elementary on Hulu and then you're like nah let's put on um oh what's it called Avatar because it's on Netflix on Netflix yep like you're basically you're trading TV for quite literally TV with extra steps because you have to press the button and say where you go, which one you want to go to, etc.
0: Yep. And he's, he does say, P.S., I would love to hear AJ's grandpa answer all these questions as well if possible. It would be interesting to see the differences in our views on sports through the generations. Um, to be honest, yeah, he, he definitely never wants to be on this podcast he, no. much, he doesn't even want to send any emails. He just wants to listen. Yeah, I yell at him every listen, time I'm done support. with an episode. He's like, I don't want to be in here. But then when he gets pissed off about Schwarber, he'll, he'll run down and be like, rah, rah, and, yes. and slam I mean, it. a granddad,
1: <laughs> ram- if any time, would be that. Just open the door. Ah,
0: Yeah, pretty much. But I think that his viewpoints is, yeah, he absolutely hates the fact that, like, streaming is going to be, you know, the thing. Because he, he has an iPad, so he, if we don't give him everything, he's realistically, he's not going to be able to find it yeah. like, on his own. Um, my uncle has streams for like hockey, so I'll just send it to them. Yeah. Um, let's see. I don't really. Hey, th- I don't really think he was. Is a nickel. I don't think he would really care about what sport was the most affected, but I definitely think he would have some ideas about the social media aspect of it, mm-hmm. and I think that he would also be negative on that. Probably but would I, be. I definitely will ask him um, off air and then do
1: some journalism.
0: Some journalism, baby. Interview yeah.
1: your granddad. Ask him how it was in the fifties. In the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to hate me when he finds that part.
0: Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to run away from the I'm house. I'm going to run. But I, we actually did a pretty good job of covering it in a pretty decent amount of time.
1: Oh, yeah, it's only been an hour. Nice.
0: I expect this to be like an hour and a half episode, but I guess not. I guess yeah. Thirsty Thursdays have really got us going.
1: Yes. But and
0: If you don't like Haman, you don't know Jack. And it has actually a good tagline, but, like, you already spilled shit. I know. I'm <laughs> But, and,
1: I, and then we're gonna get a call like, "Hey, we didn't sponsor you." Like, we know we don't care. It's like, yeah, no, we didn't.
0: We're, we're not. We're not saying we're sponsored, but we'll we'll
1: proudly.
0: We're drink alcoholics. This. Yes, um, but remember, remember, remember. For more emails, please reach us at uh, Gmail.com. Please and please, I we're I'm always on Twitter. Bill is just getting on Twitter. Please reach us at our Twitter handle uh, at absportsmedia. We are going to actually look into getting some more videos, like moving down moving the yeah, line. we're going to start
1: getting technology.
0: Um, yeah, a lot more technology. And then you actually might be hearing some ads coming up soon, too.
1: Oh, yeah, we actually might. Thank God.
0: So hopefully you guys enjoy what we choose. We want to keep it on brand. We want to make yeah. sure that we're getting you guys, um, you know, pretty decent, like, products so that it's not just for money. so that you guys are actually getting a good deal, too. Mm-hmm. But, again, my name is AJ. And I am Bill. And uh, thank you for listening to a Sports Media, the podcast. Now, get the hell out of my house. I'm done with you. Oh, okay, cool. Bye. Leave. Leave. Bye.
1: If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.